Time to stop the chaos. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time to stop the chaos now. On Fundraising Heyday, we talk a lot about how grant seeking gets more complex every year. Make 2023 the year you finally get a system to track grant deadlines and information. It's time to stop the chaos with Grant Holster. It was developed for grant professionals by grant professionals, which makes all the difference. First month is always free. And Grant Holster is giving our listeners a 25% discount on the entire first year of your subscription. Just enter Heyday, all one word, H-A-Y-D-A-Y, as your coupon at checkout, and you'll get that amazing discount. And they have a hands-on demo at grantholster.com that lets you explore the platform on your own. But if you want someone to walk you through it, they also have folks that can do that. So if you've been struggling with spreadsheets, clunky applications with a million workarounds, or just keeping your deadlines on sticky notes, head over to grantholster.com and take a look. And remember to enter the coupon code HEYDAY at checkout to get your 25% discount for a full year. And stop the chaos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, hello there. I'm Kimberly Heisei Muga. And I'm Amanda Day. And you're listening to the Fundraising Heyday Podcast. Yay! <laughs> we are here. Also, uh, spoiler alert, or not even a full disclosure, maybe if you're watching this, I have a very white middle finger <laughs> because I decided that it would be fun to chop onions in a new and interesting way. Um, but besides that, I'm going to be using my hands a lot, just letting y'all know. So we're here to make sense of the complex world of grant writing and fundraising, including how to raise funds, win grants, um, sort of change the world of philanthropy for the better. Very true. Yeah. And we're doing this every two weeks. And um, episodes are bound to include cheesy sound effects and songs and all that good stuff. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like a shark, baby shark. shark. Do, do, no, 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 I always talk in my head all day. Anyway, so uh, we're here every two weeks, folks. Yep. This podcast is brought to you by our season six sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. Their team can help make grants less stressful by assisting you with grant readiness and training, grant research, grant writing, mock review, as well as providing numerous DIY resources, guides, and templates. Don't let grants stress you out. Did you know that with every Fundraising Heyday episode, we create a coordinating blog post on their website, dhleonardconsulting.com. Check it out today. So today, Kimberly and I are going to opposite corners of our couch here today. Yes, opposite (laughs) corners of the couch um, to demonstrate how some differences can make us stronger. So it's truly an episode for everyone, because I think no matter which side of this coin we're talking about, I think you'll find yourself in here somewhere probably probably yeah. and, and also we're we're not we're on opposite sides of something sometimes but we're not actually talking about the great grits controversy <laughs> um that i'm just i'm just i i struggle but i also try to accept the struggle is really it's a part of my spiritual grits practice there you go um i insist I, t- grits are a savory food y'all it's how i was raised it's how i live my life I like a little hot sauce. I'm not opposed to a little cheese now and then. Maybe some jalapenos or onions or whatever. Um, I like it spicy and salty. But I'll let her explain her, her views on this. Cause, yeah. Well, first of all, like if a place makes some good cheesy grits, I'm down with it and I'm not going to touch it, right? Like if so, someone has 
you know, the way they make their grits, if it is savory and has all that stuff in it, I'm down with it. I'll eat I'm it. I'm trying to do I'll here so I can way. do side eye. Yeah, she's giving me side eye here. But I will say, like, if I'm just getting the regular, I mean, plain grits, like at Waffle House, that I, everybody's going to doctor those up some way, right? Like Kimberly adds her salt and butter, right? As the Lord intended. <laughs> She's mad because I make mine sweet. Oh. I put sugar in oh. mine. And before y'all go, oh, that is oh. not a Southern thing. I will have you know, I learned to eat my grits from my parents who are both born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee, y'all. Yes, that is south of the Mason-Dixon line. So that is how they ate their grits. It's how I eat my grits. It is how my son eats his grits. And my just husband fine. falls in the Kimberly camp. And so he just thinks we're horrid and likes to call us Yankees. But look, I say as them. someone who is from the South, there are plenty of bad, nasty traditions in the South <laughs> that we don't want to honor. Could sugar in the grits also be included? Or am I trivializing a terrible <laughs> cultural phenomenon? You be the judge. Yeah. Anyway, but this is not what we're talking about. No, today. but and we and here's here's the deal. We both like grits. Yes. We just like it in different ways. And for everyone out here's like, grits are nasty. It's corn, y'all. Relax. Relax. It's corn. It's okay. <laughs> um we to think about the different ways. So here's the bowl of grits. I'd like to use that analogy to make a metaphor <laughs> about the idea that personality traits, everyone has a personality, yes, a bowl of undoctored grits, and it's how you approach the world and how you're, how you are sort of wired to receive that bowl of grits that can determine a lot about what it is we all want to do. If you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to us or wherever you get your podcasts, it's about, doing things so that we can transform the community for the better sugar or cheese and spicy things. <laughs> for those of you uh, watching us on YouTube, uh, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you don't get to see the faces she's making when she talks about the sugar in my grits. I just have feelings. We'll, we'll just move on. From there. Okay. Let's. So what we're really talking about today is the differences in being an extrovert, which is me. And being the introvert, which is Kimberly. Same one. So, um, and it took Kimberly and I a minute to kind of figure out our relationship together because of these differences. And not that anything was like, we're oh not my in, gosh. We're not in like podcast couples therapy or anything. <laughs> no, we're good. We, we figured it out before yeah. the podcast yeah. even happened. Yeah, true. Um, but, you know, the story we've got and how we met and how we kind of came together may be a good one for you to hear because it may help you navigate some relationships at your office or... Or just explore the differences yeah. in introverts and extroverts and how recognizing first of all that there are differences and that it's not good or bad it's just different yeah it can help you it can help you in your office um, it can help you in other aspects of your life but we're really focusing on like working relationships here. absolutely so we're gonna go back in time a little bit so <laughs> thanks for coming back with us um so i don't know like 15 years ago maybe if it's been we known each other a minute. Um, I was sitting at the breakfast table at the Grant Professionals Association mm -hmm. conference. I don't even remember what city we were in. It was either Nashville or Alexandria. Okay. So it was longer than it, 15 years it was. ago. Yep. Um, so, but um, that morning for breakfast, uh, the um, association had decided they put, put up placards at each table for the different states. So you could find your state and find your people was the idea behind that. So I'm sitting at the George table and I, there's several, a couple of us sitting there, but I think I happened to be sitting by an empty seat. And this lady walks on up and was like, Hey y'all, I'm Kimberly. I'm from Georgia. And she took a seat and 
that is how Kimberly and I first met. And uh, which was totally, it's totally not something that I normally would be like, I know I'm going to go through in a room full of strangers in a crowded place and introduce myself randomly. Yeah. That's just not how I roll. Yeah. And back then we were still meeting um, in person for everything. Yep. And so our Georgia chapter meetings, um, we always, for the association, we always had in person. Yep. Um, and our group was not, the in-person group was not that big. We had quite a few members, but I'd say maybe 20 people showed up a 30, month. 30 a month at that at, time was yeah, a big deal. It was a big in deal. In person. Yeah. So I, I pretty much knew everybody who was an active member. So I knew I hadn't met her before. Yep. So I was like, hey nice to meet you. Um, have you, do you know anything about our Georgia chapter? And you didn't, you would actually, I didn't even about- know there was a Georgia chapter. Yeah. I was just there. I'm like national conference on grants. I am learning to be a grant writer. Let me visit this place and get better. Yeah. I mean, that's all I knew. Yeah. So I invited her to chapter meetings and nope. you started attending because nope. it was not that far away. Um, so we start to get to know each other cause we're seeing each other on a monthly basis. Yeah. Kind of, you know, we chit chatted stuff and, yeah. um, you know, every year when we would go to the national conference, me being the extrovert that I am, I was always rounding up. Like I usually would plan <laughs> a dinner. Kimberly's already laughing. She's like, yes, she did this. I would always have a like, hey, every chapter member who's going to the conference, let's all go to dinner one night. Every right? night there was something. <laughs> It wasn't always chapter related, but yes, I'm every <laughs> night. And I liked Kimberly and there I was thought something. she was cool. So I would be, so I, I, are you coming to the chapter gathering every or are night. you, I'm going to dinner with so-and-so you want to come with us? Are you? And every night that I'm asking Kimberly's like, Oh no, I've got to, I'm not feeling good. Or no, I've got to work on this or no. I, she kept telling me no to the point that I started to develop a complex. I'm like, yeah, she thinks I'm crazy. She doesn't like me. Well, I may. <laughs> yes. I, th- no, I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> but no. Um, and so it wasn't until it was actually we ended up on the same plane together to Las Vegas. To Las Vegas, and you really were okay, sick. Legit, I was sick that you time. Were, you could tell you were not. You had a head cold. You just it was were bad not feeling business. good. It was bad business. Um, and so I can't remember if we ended up. I don't think we sat together on the plane, but we talked. We talked. We we talked and we had lunch together. Yeah, and so when we got to Vegas, we're together. We're getting our luggage, and it was about lunchtime. And so I was like, "Hey, I don't know that we can even check into our hotel yet. Do you want to grab lunch, just you and I?" And she said yes. <gasps> I was like, "Oh!" And it was during that luncheon that you finally confessed. You were like, "Hey, listen, you know, I like hanging out with you, but I am not a big group of people. No, man, out I'm not thing. a big That's group why person. I always say no to you. And okay, in fairness, I didn't always say no, but I would say like yes, and then and I'm not going to tell stories on people. But you know, we I'm just thinking, you know, we would go and there was like 15 of us, and it was a big old table, and it was really loud. Yes, and I couldn't really talk to anybody except the people sitting right next to me. Yeah, and it was just about how you like to work. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it was like here we are, and yeah, yeah. So, but it was nice having that heart to heart to understand like, yes, she does want to hang out with me, but her idea of how hanging out is different than me. And so moving forward, that's how we started to engage. We, um, especially when I moved to consulting and had a little bit more of a freer schedule, because we don't live near, you know, we both live in Atlanta. It's 45 (laughs) miles door to door. Yes. And, you know, that can be 45 minutes or three hours, depending on traffic in Atlanta. So it will be, it is at least an hour. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we started doing lunch on occasion, just the two of us. And it was lovely and we had a great time. And so therein lies the beginning. It was always at Ted's Montana Grill. That was our place. 
those pickles. They're good. Well, no, you like the pickles. I don't like those pickles. But the onion rings. Okay, fair. We agreed, we agreed on the onion rings. rings. Yes. We agreed on the so, onion rings. But um, but none of that would have happened if we hadn't had that moment of communication. Because I'm thinking one thing, she's thinking another, and we both were kind of like not coming together. And well, I think it's just in in it's the way people who are extroverted and introverted, it's just the way we communicate. Yeah. Like, it's not like, um, I just want to do like a a definition moment for people who are listening or watching. So when we're talking about extroverts here, um, we're talking about, I'll use Amanda as an example. You, you get your energy from being around people. It's like, it really, it makes you bloom and you're like, you're wanting that energy from the group gathering and the busyness and, and, and the interaction. And I really enjoy one-on-one or in small groups, Mm -hmm. but then I get my energy and my recharge from being by myself. Yeah. I mean, you've known for years, I go to silent retreats, much like the grits controversy. You're like, (laughs) yeah that's <laughs> that's nuts you go down and you don't talk to anybody i'm like yes it's great and you're like that's weird no um but it's just that difference yeah and it i think it's so it's in how we get energy i think yes. I, without getting too woo woo i'm just going to define it as that what i don't define it as and this is me my opinion and, and i think oh, you I share agree. this too about introversion it's like, I can talk to people. It doesn't bother me to, okay, I got to go in and work this room. Do I like it? No. Yeah. Would I like to get it done and maybe make one meaningful connection and leave in about 30 or 45 minutes? Absolutely. But it doesn't, um, I don't suffer like physical symptoms of anxiety from doing it. Like yeah. it doesn't make me nervous. It. No one would ever think that you're like. I know people are all the time. You can't be introverted. You like to speak in public. I'm like. Two different things. You could yeah. be extroverted and have a fear of public speaking. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, and I've learned how to, because most of society generally skews extroverted mm-hmm. for good or bad. It's just what it is. But I've, I've, all, I've learned to adapt. Is it really most of society oh, or yeah. just that we're out there more? So no, I think it's most think it of, is? if you look in workplace, if you think back to workplaces, yeah, generally, and this is general and there are always, there's always danger with generalization, yeah. but generally speaking, if you look in workplaces, both corporate, nonprofit, and government, mm-hmm. the quiet, introspective people are usually not the ones that are, even if they're doing good work, are not always the ones who are recognized. Because you think yeah. about meetings, right? It's yeah. the person is like, I've got this idea, you know, and there might be someone who has a better idea, but maybe they're cogitating and maybe they haven't come up with it yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just think generally this this society favors um, ex- it values extroversion. Oh, and that I agree with. Yeah. Cause I think you get recognized more as an extrovert. Yeah. I just wondered if there are more extroverts out there. Mm. Oh, oh, now that I don't, that's I what don't I was wondering. Know. Are there I more extroverts? You. No, but are there more extroverts in leadership positions yeah. that are being seen? Yeah. Because that's, it's how we reward. That's how we thrive. Well, that's yeah. how we thrive. So that's, we're going to be pushing to be in those places. Yep. I, yeah. um, so yeah, I just want to separate it from, yeah. I've had people come up to me over the years, like we've done, um, I've, we, we no, I've done, done, thank you. Mm-hmm. I've, I was like, we were doing these things. Um, um, presentations on being introverts, right. Yeah. And the room is packed and it's full of people, but there are also people who say, 
oh, I just, you know, I, I, I start shaking when I have to talk to people or I, I, you know, palm sweaty headaches, whatever, you know, heart pounding. She sounded like she was starting the uh, Eminem song from eight mile <laughs> <laughs> sweater on my spaghetti. <laughs> it's vomit on my sweater, mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. When you, you don't just... intend to evoke something <laughs> and you do today on fundraising. Hey, <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. From we'll that. move on. <laughs> Wow. Um, Eminem strikes me as someone who is probably pretty introverted. Uh, yes, yeah. I would say. Because I mean, that out interviews there. I've heard of him, especially after, after filming that movie, just how hard it was for him to be in the mm. limelight in that mm. aspect. I mean, there are a lot of performers yeah. who identify as being introverts because they're performing and then they go away. Yeah. And I uh-huh. totally totally get that like if i'm presenting i can talk all day i can talk about grants i can listen and watch people's responses and connect with them and then i'm done yeah um it's just and then i have to go away and recharge so all that to say we're not equating introversion with social anxiety yeah i you can have both you could also i think be extroverted and have social anxiety well and i i mean there are plenty of times you know for years um, I taught for Grant Writing USA and it was the same. I mean, we taught a writing class and a workshop, a, a management workshop. So, right. It was the same thing. So after seven years of doing it, I had it down pat. So there was not a like, oh my gosh, I forgot what I'm going to say. Like that never happened. But occasionally it would be time to start the day, the first day. And all of a sudden my, my I feel my heart going. Oh, wow. And I don't know why, because it didn't always happen, but occasionally I don't know what it was. And so I still, I mean, and especially if I'm getting up to speak in front of a huge group of people, I'm fine once I get going, but like the 10 sure. minutes leading up it's a to little, it, it's a I'm little like, stage, what? little yeah. stage fright. Especially when I've gotten up to perform at conferences. Yeah. I'm oh, like, well, well. I'm the whole time, every, every time. And I've done it like six or seven times. But every time the 10 minutes leading up to it, I'm like, what the heck but I think was that's I no, I mean, that's yeah. like normal perform. I'm like oh, getting absolutely. ready to perform. But so, so same thing. You can be extroverted and still and get still nervous about it. public speaking, still get nervous about talking to even one-on-one sometimes with people, I think. I just think sometimes it just gets all confused when people are talking about it. And when I'm like presenting as an introvert, here's how you can present. Here's some things in Mm -hmm. the office. Here's some things that I've learned work for me. And people are like, you can't be an introvert because you're so calm and relaxed presenting. I'm like, two different things. Two different things. Yep. Two different things. Um, I would say, we, we were talking earlier about, are there more introverts than extroverts? I would say most, most grant writers I've met and more, I, I've been a GPA member now for 15 years. This is in 2023, but I was coming to conferences before then, and I may have been a member yeah. off and on. So it could be even longer. But most of the people I met who were, uh, who were saying, hey, I'm a grant writer would seem to fall more into the introversion kind of oh, side absolutely. of the pool. But in the workplace where I worked in nonprofits, it was more um, grant writers are more introverted but generally other aspects of fundraising, particularly events and major donor work, they tended to be more extroverted people. And then leaders were kind of a mixed bag Mm -hmm. um, of introverts and extroverts. And also it's like a scale, you know, it's a spectrum. You can be hyper, super extroverted, or you can be hermit-like introverted. Most of us just fall somewhere in between. Yeah. But I just think it's important to, to, to sort of call that out. But um, I would just say that there are 
I'm not saying that introverts are, are better than extroverts. It's just a difference that's not always recognized and it can get in the way in the yeah. workplace of getting good things done. Yeah. Really. Well, and just the opposite for extroverts, you know, at, at the conference, you're right. I'm, I'm away from home. I'm in a new city. I'm with people that I don't get to see on a regular basis. So I love going out, but like my normal day-to-day life, I mean, hello, I work from home by myself, <laughs> right? I mean, I do have, I've got Zoom meetings. I have colleagues I interact with, but for the most part, it's not like I'm coming into the office every morning chit-chatting with somebody about what happened on The Bachelor last night, right? So it's it's just me at home. And most time during the, especially during the week, I'm not, I mean, I, I do leave my house, but usually it's I'm taking my daughter to lacrosse yeah. and I'm going to the grocery store by myself. Or so it's not like as an extrovert, I'm like, every night, people, let's go. Um, there's, and even on the weekends sometimes, it's just That's true. relaxing at home. Because I mean, I do, I need downtime too. I get tired. She does. You do. I do. So, so we were trying to come up with before we started um, recording today, like lessons that we've learned over at least 15 years of, of working together. And then since 2018, like really working together, we were volunteered, we knew each other, we became friends, we volunteered in different levels and different organizations. But now that we've been working together since 2018, then maybe yeah. some things that we've learned together that could help you, whether you're introverted, extroverted, or somewhere in between, or you're an ambivert. Just yes. so many verty things. All the verts. All the verts. <laughs> yeah, because we've learned a lot from each other. So that's what uh, we wanted to come here and talk about what we've learned and how that affects our working relationship mm-hmm. and hoping that that may help you with your own work environment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, how that is. Mm-hmm. So, so things I've learned from Kimberly over the years, mm-hmm. my, my introvert friend, um, first of all, is to, to not take it personally when someone, if you are the person that always wants to go and do, you know, I would, I would initially get my feelings hurt. Like, and not even like, Oh, I'd go I really, I feel bad. I, oh, I, no, it wasn't even like, it wasn't like I went home and moped about it by any stretch, but you know, I would just be like, man, she always tells me no. And you start to like question, like, does she not like me? Does she, you know, it wasn't just you. There are other people I've known that have done that. And since have I've, the more I get, gee, to I don't them, know, Amanda, maybe it is. Maybe pattern. it is me. Um, but you know, over the years, as you start to get to know these people better and realize, you know, they're really not saying no to me. They're yeah. saying no to the, whatever the experience is. And that's, you know, and that's okay. And also if someone doesn't like me, that's fair too. We, you know, I don't, but I'm just, I like everybody. I want everybody to be my friend. So that's my, that's my, probably <laughs> my greatest strength and my biggest weakness. Right. So I've got to, I've learned to get over it. Um, but, but that's the thing is just to learn that, you know, if, if you want to spend time with somebody in any capacity is knowing what atmosphere they like and to meet, meet them where they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, if your ultimate goal is to be spending time with somebody, whether it's personal or even in the workplace, um, what's the best way? Cause I mean, I would say the same thing, you know, I, I work pretty well in groups, um, but I have learned over the year that there are some colleagues that if I want to get the best information out of them, for them, a one-on-one meeting is going to go yeah. so much better than them being in a room with 10 people because they're not, they're not going to speak um, because it's that's true. just not there, how they operate. There are a lot of people who are more introverted who um, want to take their time yeah, or need prep time to come into a meeting, not that they needed an extrovert stone. Personally, I'm like, I think we could all do with a little more silence every once in a while. We could all be better listeners and we could all think things through, you yeah. know, those are commonalities that could come mm-hmm. across, but in a fast paced, like brainstorming kind of meeting, the person who has the best idea may not be the person who's speaking oh, out. Going, ooh, 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 ooh. Yep. 
So um, another thing is what we've already talked about earlier is that introvert does not mean shy. Um, Cause that's what a lot of us think. Extrovert means you're good at public speaking. You're, you know, going to be this, that, or other thing. Introvert shy doesn't like to speak up, but um, if you have not seen Kimberly lead any sort of panel or lead a discussion of her own, she can work and command a room like no other. So, that is Thank not, you. it's just not shyness. Right. So, no. and also like half of the things that we do on this podcast, I'm sure a lot of you are like, Oh, Amanda must write all the ad scripts that they were there singing and being silly. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is a joint effort. And she comes up with just as many like playful yeah. things. So, um, and clearly she carries the voice in our singing duet. You're so too kind. Well, it's, You're accurate. Too kind. It's, it's accurate. So, um, but that's good to know. Um, another thing is I, I try not, don't assume that just cause you want to do something that your colleagues are going <laughs> to want to do that. Right. Um, so like when Kimberly and I are planning, you know, we've gotten invited to speaking engagements and different things. And, um, just recently, um, we were invited, um, to, to come speak somewhere and, you know, they're like, Hey, we'd like you to do this. And Oh, by the way, we're doing a happy hour after. And of course my immediate reaction is like, we are there but I I have to stop myself and go, wait, I may want to do that, but Kimberly may not want to do that. So I've just learned to say, just give us all the information. We'll talk about it and figure it out. And it may be that there are things I go to that Kimberly doesn't. Absolutely. Or there may be things that we, that we, if it's either both of us or no, that if Kimberly doesn't want to do it, we don't want to do it. And so it's- Or oh, I and, go, I do the 20-minute pass yes. where I'm, I, I'm like, you meet two new people, not Amanda, not anybody you've met before. You you engage and then you go. Yeah, I'm not trying to be cold, but then yeah. that way I can participate. Then I can go back I, to yeah. the, the the sacred cone of silence that is my hotel room. Yeah, and and just recharge, especially yeah. if I've been presenting or teaching all day. Exactly. Yeah, and so just understanding that and making sure that you're taking your colleagues into consideration when you are making plans. Yep. Just because you think it's lovely and brilliant. I mean, that really applies to anything before you commit. You shouldn't commit other people to things anyway, whether, even if they are extroverts. Well, you've noticed I've never said, Hey, come on a silent retreat with me. Yes. <laughs> I probably never will. <laughs> that's and okay. that's okay. That is quite That's all right. okay. That is all right. And I mean, to be fair, I could do it. Yeah, but, but you wouldn't, wouldn't like it. Yeah, I wouldn't. You wouldn't like I it. I wouldn't. So, um, and another thing that I've learned that honestly, it is really nice having someone you can spend time with where you don't feel like you have to be on all the time. Because I, sometimes Aww. I feel like with, when you, when you're expect your friends expect you to be this engaging this you know like and for a lot of my friends this is a good example a lot of my friend groups I'm the planner right so like if if anybody says hey this would be fun they all look to me like Amanda make that happen it's right? true I and just so you know and for the, uh, there are times that I don't mind doing that because that means it's going to happen right? right and so I I truly and honestly don't mind doing it but there are times when it's really nice when. You don't have to. In fact, I have one friend group, a group of girls from high school that every two years we do a trip together. And it is the one group that I literally, other than helping pick where in the country we're going, I, I usually do nothing because there's other girls that love doing it. Let them do it. And so I am like, it is such a treat to take a back seat. And that's how I think it is spending my time with you. I don't feel like, like if I'm having a day where I'm like... Oh, it's a crap day and I can tell you about it and you listen and you understand and you don't expect me to be this, I'm on, I'm great. It's no, fabulous. Man, and no. so, and again, not that all extroverts, you know, I appreciate that from people too, but it's just, it's, you don't have to be the life of the party be. around me. Yeah. So, um, last thing I will say too is, um, 
if you can believe it, because I guess opposites do attract. I did marry an introvert. Let it go. Let the record show. Yes. You married an introvert and you started a business with an introvert. <laughs> Let us re- pause. It works. And reflect. Clearly. I mean, we've been, May will be 21 years we've been married. So things are oh working. I know. So, um, but I've learned, I mean, obviously he and I talk, but you know, it's, learning from other introverts learning from Kimberly has just shined some lights on some things about like, Oh, some things I get now. Right. So, um, it, it really does help you. And understand. it could be, I've spent a lot of time reading and thinking about introversion well, yeah. and also trying to talk about it more, maybe more so than a lot of other people, just because yeah. it's something I feel like there's a there's a thing it. here yeah. that we're that we're that we're missing as a society because yeah. we're sort of shutting shutting doors that don't need to be shut. I guess is what yes. I would say. Yeah, because you know my husband. I mean, we talk about a lot of things, but you know, just sitting around talking about, well, I'm an introvert, and that's why I don't want to go with yeah, you. Yeah, that can also be yes. a male female communication. Yes, that thing is too. it too. I'm so, so it helps. I mean, and part of that is just realizing that he doesn't want to go and do as much as I do. And so I, or he may want to do different things. I don't mean to talk. No, about, that's But true. it's like, yes. I may, it's like, do I like to go to, well, especially now I am so not a crowd person, but I may go and spend the day getting to know a city. Like when I was traveling and yeah. training, I would be like, I would go by myself because I'm okay with my company, yep. but I would be like, oh, I'm going to go here and here and maybe take a hike here or walk through this museum or do something like that. Yeah. And I, I would do things, but maybe there would be different things. Yeah. And there were generally quiet things. Yeah. <laughs> generally quiet things. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, that's, I mean, traveling, I would do the same yeah. when you're by yourself. It's yeah. just, a, it's a whole different thing. And so, and he, I mean, he and I together do all kinds of things, but like in the larger group settings, I've just learned that that is not his favorite thing. So I only, there are certain times when I ask because for whatever reason I need him there. And so, and we just have had some conversations about, I know this isn't your favorite thing. I'm not going to ask you every time, but there are going to be a handful of times when, whether it's because of a work setting and it will be good for you to be there with me or whether it, whatever it is. Right. And so, um, but just again, the more yeah, just you, being clear about your expectations. Yeah, absolutely. Just, because I think another thing, oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. Well, I was like communication, I think is key for all your differences, it's true. And especially the introvert and extrovert stuff. And I also think it's important just for me, per, I'll just speak for myself. It's important for me personally to try different things and to not, and I don't like this step outside your comfort zone, but it's like, I think it cuts both ways. I think yeah. if there were extra, if there were extroverts who had never experienced like a walk by a peaceful walk by themselves outside yeah. or just, you know, going to a, a quiet, sunny place and just hanging or watching the sunset and not having to have music and five conversations and everything going. Mm-hmm. I think that could be an interesting and perhaps enjoyable experience for them. But then as, as an introvert, I also want to do things and try things and see what they're like, like a podcast, like um, finding out that I do really enjoy public speaking and training, which is not something I knew 20 years ago Um, to sort of put, you know, gently into different kinds of situations. Not so that you would have some sort of anxious reaction if that's what you're experiencing. I mean, that can have negative effects on your body, but just trying to experience things in a different way, yeah. um, I think can really help. 
help, and then help, it helps that communication and helps, um, figure some things out. So I had, had some things yeah. that I've learned from you. Um, so one is, is, is basic, but actually important. And it's to be more comfortable on camera. Yeah. Cause when we first, even when we first started podcasting, I'm like, I don't want, I don't, I don't, I don't take my picture. I just, whatever. I don't like looking at myself. I don't want to, I mean, it just doesn't feel authentic to me to do these things. But then I'm like, wait, it is an important authentic way in our culture to communicate. Yeah. So what can I do that will make me feel a little better about this? And so I, I feel better acting silly yeah. than, than trying to be like, I'm here now. I'm all buttoned up and, <laughs> but so, yeah, so I still use, um, even though my hair has changed color, I still use the picture where we were at the podcast movement conference and I stuck my head in the, in the fake pink alligator Yes. or when I was faking being attacked by the giant lobster. Yes. I use that Those as good, my Twitter banner for a long time. Um, and so just finding that comfort because you're so comfortable yes. with it. And I was like, it, it, this I can learn from Amanda what, and how she puts what herself she's out saying there. is I wore her down with all my let's take a selfie. Uh, so finally, I was like, she's going to ask me this. What can I do that will make this enjoyable for me? And, and it was acting it silly. It, it was acting silly. It wasn't like, you know, let me find my angles. It was, um, although I will mess around with my lighting, but it was more, what can I do to make this more comfortable? And it was generally being kind of silly. Yeah. That I felt better about that. And also I've learned from you how I can be in groups in ways because I don't, although part of me wants to be a hermit, I really don't want to, be, I kind of do, but I realized <laughs> to do the work that I do, it's yeah, not going to be helpful. Be it's not going to be helpful. So being like, okay. And I was joking earlier about you got 20, 30 minutes, circle the room, meet two new people. Totally how I will work a room yeah. if I'm feeling depleted at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, if it's earlier in the day or my energy is different or I haven't taught for a while or trained for a while, then it may be a different thing. But sometimes I'm like, yeah, you need to go to this reception. Yeah. You know, do you need to go to every happy hour and meet up and pub crawl and all those things? No, but it's like, go in and talk. And I've also found that if there's structure, just like the way I first came up to you, I was like, yeah, all right. I don't know anybody at this conference. I'm learning a lot. This is a good conference, but let me just, okay. Okay. People from Georgia, I'm from Georgia and just finding a context to, to get in mm -hmm. and, and talk that's, and make those kinds of connections on the fly. That's what I've learned. Well, from and you. you didn't too. Like if I had gone up to that table, I probably would have been like, kind of gotten everybody's attention to the table. Hey guys, nice to meet you. Who is everybody? Nope. 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 But you, nope, you nope. sit down beside me yep. and was like, hi, I'm Kimberly, you know, and just, you cause that's I how talk. I'm going to meet. I'm going to be one-on-one. Yes. Going to be one-on-one. And that's, you know, unless I'm teaching or training and that's different, that's different. but socially yeah. it's going to yeah. be one. It's going to be one-on-one -on -one or small groups. But also what I've learned from you is sharing more about what's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. um, different parts of my life, sort of connecting different parts of my life. Cause you do a really good job. Oh, I mean, it's just authentic. It's just how you are. It's like, here I am. Here's my kids. Here's my husband. Here's what we're doing. Here's my music. Here's a playlist. And I would be like, I'm talking to grants about grant people in a grant kind of way. And then I would go over here with this group of people. I'm talking about writing with these writers and we're writing fiction and that's that. Or I'm going over here with my, um, religious affiliation, my faith community and my spiritual practices that's over here. And from you, I've learned, it's like, well, I'm all these things, Yeah, you know, so thanks. Yeah. So awesome. thanks.
Very cool. So we hope that our story of working with our differences instead of against them helps you redefine how you choose to interact with the workplace. Fingers crossed, although I can't really do that today. Yeah, from grants to grits. Um, we close that circle. And one thing I will say is what, again, I still go back to communication is key. And because I love spending time with Kimberly and because we both know that we operate differently, I still invite her to all the things with the full understanding of, I'm not offended if you don't want to come to any of this. Cause it's because not, a, it's not personal. It's, not. it's me going, it I'm going to be, it's, I'm going to be too run down. Yes. But you are my friend and I want you there. You know, and so, and some, and sometimes she'll come back and be like, I do want to spend time with you, but that's not my thing. So can we do this instead? And or sometimes I say, yes, I mean, that's true. You do. Y'all, I don't say no all the time. No, I do a lot of the time to be fair. (laughs) fair. So listen, thanks. Um, Thank you for joining our conversation today. And um, I'm hoping that no matter how anyone, any listener or viewer, however you fix your grits, that um, you're welcome. Just want you to know you're welcome here in the fundraising heyday (laughs) community. I may give you a little bit of a side eye, but I respect your right. (laughs) But if you've never ever tried grits before because you just think they're gross, really? Just come on. It's corn, y'all. It's corn. Yeah. Um, I will tell you, though, if a Southerner tells you to kiss their grits, that's a whole other conversation for another podcast. That's a different podcast. It's just a different thing. It's a different thing. So we are so glad that you you chose to listen to us. It means a lot. Um, and whether you've been with us uh, for one little podcast, thank you, or whether you've been with us for all six seasons now, mm-hmm. well into our sixth season, well over 100 podcasts now, episodes. Um, what we would love for you to do, if this is something that, respond, that you really respond to, is if you could leave a review um, on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen. Because believe it or not, it's, it's an easy, easy thing. It'll take probably less than five minutes and it helps other people find us. It's the magical yes. algorithmy thing. Um, if you're listening to us on Spotify or um, on heydayservices.com, our website, um, just, hey, link, share, get, let's help get the word out there. Friend. And you can also, if you just can't get enough of this heyday stuff, you can go to um, our new website, H-A-Y-D-A-Y services.com. And um, you can sign up for our Heyday Hot Takes, right? It's our newsletter um, where we'll keep you informed about what we're doing, but even more importantly, about some trends and tips that are going on in the grant world right now and fundraising that can help you raise money to do more good things. Absolutely. Thank you again to our season six sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. We appreciate their support in making grants less stressful Visit their website, dhleonardconsulting.com, to download their latest resources today. So we're honored you chose to spend time with us today. Please join us again. Like new before we had to spend five years telling them nothing. Yes.